Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Hey guys, how's it going? So today's podcast, it's all going to be about intuitive eating. But first, I wanted to read a review. Every time I get a message like this, it just makes me, it makes me tear up sometimes. Sometimes they're so sweet. So I wanted to share this with you. This person had sent me in a message about how they found my podcast before, but about last week's episode, they sent in this review and it really hit home for me and just reminded me that I'm doing the right thing here. And I'm glad that that resonate, that episode resonated with people. They say, your podcast has helped me so much. The most recent Breaking Up With Bulimia podcast OMG, I listened to it twice already, and I'm going to listen again and take notes and write about it. It hit me hard. I started crying the first time I listened to it. Thank you for being such an advocate for bulimia. There's not enough, especially us who are seeking help or guidance. It's mostly anorexia and orthorexia. I can use those podcasts to an extent, but not like yours. Thank you. The fact that I made someone cry and I just help them and I know several other people reached out to me after this episode and they asked me more questions about how do you actually commit and they someone sent me a message in where they actually wrote down a bunch of notes on their why as to why they're going to recover and it just it really makes me feel very good to know the fact that people are getting help from this you know you have your own struggles in life and you don't ever expect to get out of them much less be trying to help people in return and guide people and I was very scared to put this podcast out into the world and I was very scared to start coaching and mainly because I myself had my own shame and my own secrecy around bulimia and even though I had recovered I didn't want anyone to know I didn't want my family to know I didn't only my boyfriend knew and maybe one of my friends, but I let go of that. And now I'm helping people everywhere. And our podcast, this podcast just hit 4,000 downloads in the past 30 days. It's over that now. And I expect it to be um, reaching 5,000. And in total, we're almost at 10,000 downloads for the whole of when the podcast has been out. And to know that my podcast has reached that many people and that the fact that I thought about not doing this podcast at one point and I thought about, no, this isn't what I'm meant to be. No one wants to hear my story. It just really proved to me that when you put yourself out there, then you can really make a difference in this world. And then I wanted to announce Digital Course is still going. I have created a few more modules, and I wanted to list off some of the modules that I've created. It's going to be definitely over 30 modules. There's a whole module on how not to binge and purge. There's a whole module on how to eat during recovery, how to deal with emotions when you're trying to recover, facing discomfort. There's a whole module on body confidence. There's a module on weight gain. There's even a module on alcohol and drugs and what I did during recovery and thing. There's there's a module on how to tell people in your life how to deal with the burden of bulimia. And there's a module on life beyond bulimia and a module about food and your relationship with that in general. There's one module where it's just a recording. Whenever you're feeling the urge to binge and purge, it's just a recording of me talking you through how to process that urge which I I wish I had had something like that. If I had had something to listen to 
that could tell me that, you know, it's going to be okay and all these things and, and what to maybe think about while you're processing that urge instead of just white knuckling it. And then I probably would have recovered a lot faster. So I'm so excited to give it to you guys and I'm, I'm hoping that it'll help a bunch of people. Several tons of you have already reached out and said you're going to buy the course the minute it comes out. If you want to get on the waiting list for the course, if you want to be the first person to find out when the course is coming out, all the information on that, you can get on my waiting list. It's down below. This episode is going to be all about what I like about intuitive eating, what I don't like about it, and how you can utilize it to aid you in your recovery. The most basic definition of intuitive eating is eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full. So you look it up on Google, that's exactly what you're going to get in a nutshell. Intuitive eating is how we should all be eating in the sense of instead of trusting these external sources to determine whether or not we should be eating food or not, such as calories, various diets, time of day, intuitive eating is just the concept of if our body feels hungry, then we should eat. It's how we all ate when we were kids and didn't know anything about a diet or what a calorie was. We just ate food when we wanted it and then we stopped and we didn't want it. That's intuitive eating. It's basically just normal eating. But there are things that people get wrong about intuitive eating, or they almost abuse it. And you guys have seen this, I'm intuitive eating, so I can, people say, I'm intuitive eating, so I can eat whatever I want, whenever I want, and there won't be any negative consequences, or they just say it doesn't matter. And especially when it comes to listening to your hunger cues, the problem with people suffering from binge eating and bulimia, especially if you're binging on sugary foods or, you know, high calorie, um, high fat, high fast digesting carbohydrates, your hunger signals, your satiety signals, your relationship with your body signals in general are, for lack of a better term, fucked. You don't understand. You, they're just screwed. You, Your hunger signals, listening to your body, you become completely detached from your body and what it actually wants. It's really hard to intuitively eat when you don't even know what actual hunger feels like anymore. Or, whenever you feel hungry, you just end up binging because feeling hunger is too uncomfortable and you just want the feeling to go away. And, can you really eat whatever you want when you intuitively eat? Can you have cake every day and be healthy? I believe food is neutral, certainly. It's not good or bad. It just serves to give you fuel. Food is nutrients. The problem is, brown rice is going to affect your body in a whole different way than Skittles will. They're both just food but you may want to consider having one more than the other due to the outcomes eating these things long-term will have on your body. Intuitive eating is kind of a double-edged sword, or it's like the chicken and egg theory, where you want to intuitive eat, but you don't exactly know how because your hunger cues are all messed up, right? But to get there, to understand your hunger cues, you have to start intuitive eating. You have to start actually listening to your body again. But when you listen to your body, again, you're going to get some messed up signals. So the best thing that I did for myself during recovery was when I finally adopted intuitive eating and I adopted the concept of, okay, I'm just going to try to listen to my body when I'm trying to break this habit of binging and purging. I'm just going to try to listen to it and see what happens. I did two things that were really helpful to make me go all, all in with um, intuitive eating. And first, I put my skill in the very back of my closet, didn't look at it, didn't touch it, just put it away because I knew that if I had it out, I would start weighing myself and 
at the time, I wasn't in a mentally stable place to be looking at the scale all the time, or it would have just set me off into a horrible depression each day and amongst other bad circumstances. So I put the scale away, and then I also deleted all my calorie counting apps, everything like this. I'm basically giving you guys a crash course um, on how to intuitive eat when you're suffering with bulimia. So I deleted all the calorie counting apps. And I don't think that calorie counting is the devil. I don't think that you have to entirely give up calorie counting, which I know is like controversial. We'll just leave that there. I'll give you my opinions on calorie counting. I could do a whole episode on that. So what I did is I, I got rid of all those things. And then I just committed to, hey, when I think I'm hungry, I'm not sure if I'm going to be hungry. When I think I'm hungry, I'm going to try to eat something. And when I'm not hungry, I'm going to try to stop. And I'm also going to try to eat normal sized portions. Now, when I did this, when I tried to intuitively eat in a sensible way, I was definitely overeating because I had no idea if I was emotionally hungry or if I was hungry for actual nutrients so my body actually needed it. Because I was eating for all sorts of reasons. It, it wasn't just because my stomach was empty. I was, I was eating because I was stressed, because I was procrastinating on a project at work. I was bored. I was feeling anxious. Eating was a pastime, and so every time I had an urge to eat, it wasn't necessarily for hunger. So I tried to hone in those things, but something I did to help me recognize what was true hunger and, and what was just emotional hunger was, first of all, tapping into my emotions, being like, do I feel kind of stressed? Like... Do I feel anxious right now? Is that maybe the reason I want food? Or does broccoli and chicken sound really good? Do beans and chicken sound really good? Just plain broccoli and beans <laughs> sound really good. And if the answer was yes, that I was more than likely hungry, if I was like, I want food and the only food that could satisfy my hunger was a cupcake, then it's like probably wasn't actually hunger. So that's one of the first things I tried to do to get my intuitive eating down was actually understanding like, hey, I probably just am trying to fill a sugar fix. I also would write down, I would journal a lot on if I actually felt hungry after a meal or before a meal, like how did I feel? I started trying to learn about hunger signals. And again, it's individual for everyone, but when I'm actually hungry, my stomach has been grumbling for a bit. My stomach feels pretty empty too. And I may feel like a little bit weaker too. I just feel kind of like a little tired and weak. And that's what I know, like that's hunger. It's just more of like hunger pains in my stomach though is mainly where I feel hungry. And that is the type of hunger that I would eventually try to aim for, but it took me a while to even feel hungry. I just would have urges to eat and I would eat. Another thing I really had to work on during recovery with intuitive eating was the feeling of guilt from eating. I had to get over the shame of eating food. I felt like I didn't deserve to eat food, especially since I was overweight. I felt like hey, I have excess fat. Why do I deserve to eat anything? This is, I'm, I'm disgusting. That's what I would say all the time. But I felt very strange about eating in front of people. I was very self-conscious about eating in front of people. And I still sometimes have this issue. I feel a little self-conscious eating in front of people. And I'm much better than I was and I'll do it. But I would be very nervous when those social situations would happen and I would opt to not eat because I didn't want to eat in front of people because I thought I was disgusting for eating which was a big thing. But intuitive eating, I really had to drop those shame aspects when it came to eating, which helped me. And again, how I did that was through journaling, writing about it, trying to understand, 
hey, this is just food, you need nutrients, all food is is nutrients that you put into your body, and you cannot run off of nothing, if you run off of nothing, you will start binging and purging or you'll die, you are allowed to eat food just as much as the next person. And I had to remind myself of that constantly. Also, talking to someone who didn't have any food issues, like my boyfriend, he has no qualms about eating in front of other people and finds it actually a nice icebreaker to be able to have food in the conversation so you can take breaks in between talking points to think about what he's going to say next. To me, that was horrifying. To him, it was acceptable. So getting in the other mindset of people who do intuitively eat can be really helpful. But all in all, intuitive eating will help recognize your hunger cues and your fullness cues. And another concept of intuitive eating is respecting your fullness and discovering the satisfaction factor. So this is a big one. I just filmed another module on this in my course. Basically, fullness is a huge issue I see with people that are bulimic because we can only have either or. It's either we're starving or we didn't have enough food, we're always wanting more, or it's like stuffed to the point that you want to pass out, you want to unbutton your pants and, and just sleep the rest of the night off because you ate so much, right? When you are intuitive, intuitively eating, you start to recognize the practice of it is to eat to the point that you are satisfied, you feel like there's food in your body, your stomach's not empty, it's not completely stuffed, but you can go a few hours or so without food. But again, the way that you intuitively eat, the whole issue with this is that you have to discover how to do this for your body. What I find most effective with intuitive eating is to set out and be fully in. Set out to be listening to your body because there's no, there's nothing that's going to like kickstart you listening to your body again. The only way that you can get in tune with your body again is if you start listening to it. Even if you start listening to it one day and it's like just crickets. Eventually, those signals will come back. Eventually, you'll be able to recognize and pick up the signals that you've been ignoring for a long time. What I find to be really helpful in intuitive eating is to make yourself a bowl of food, be it maybe some oatmeal in the morning, maybe you're having a salad, and eat about, and make even if it's a decent portion, whatever, make a bowl of it, and then eat about three quarters of it, and then stop for about five to 10 minutes to see if you're actually still hungry. And this is the hardest part for me, I think, was actually pausing during my meals and giving up that last bite of food. Even this morning, I um, didn't finish all my peanut butter. I usually have every morning. I eat like the same thing every day because I'm boring, but I like it. But I have a little blueberry protein bowl with a little bit of powdered peanut butter and then a little bit of actual peanut butter. But I couldn't finish all of my actual peanut butter. I keep it in a little separate dish and I kind of like just take a little bite of peanut butter and take a little protein. And I couldn't finish it so I gave the rest to my dog. And the idea that I wasn't able to finish a small portion was so crazy to me because in back in the day I would have been like scraping that plate clean. But um, it's because I started practicing leaving a little bit on my plate to see if I was to see if I was actually needing that, or I just felt this compulsion to finish my plate. Pausing while you're eating, putting the fork down while you're eating. I used to be like this all the time, and clients are like this. Instead of taking a few bites, putting the fork down, talking with whoever's there, or, like watching the TV for a bit, and then continuing to eat. So I would put a bite of food in my mouth, and then while I was 
eating that food, I would be scooping up another bite on my plate and ready to get the next bite to go in as soon as I finished swallowing that other food. And that, like, while I thought that was normal at the time, it's very normal to take breaks in between eating. And again, I use my boyfriend, my poor boyfriend, as an example all the time, but it's because he's such a normal, healthy eater. He would take conversation breaks between bites, and he would just, like, take a spoonful and then put his spoon down and talk with me. And I was like, why don't, why don't you just shut up and eat your food? Like, I don't understand. Like, you're just leaving your food there. Why do you have to talk right now? It's completely irrational, but, but it's because he was just giving himself time and having food in his body while he was hungry. It wasn't like this emotional event for him. That can be really useful when you're trying to understand your hunger signals, trying to listen to your body, trying to shake breaks in between your eating just to like a five minute break at least but at least a minute between bites just to be like okay am I actually still hungry do I actually want to keep on doing this that really made the difference for me in actually realizing that I don't actually need the portions that I'm eating this is too much I feel full after this much also if you're used to binging and purging you're going to be able to eat more because your stomach's quite stretched out your stomach obviously will go back to normal. It doesn't take that long, but your stomach gets used to those grand portions. So it might take you a lot to feel full, but the point of fullness that you want to go to isn't the point of stuff's full or anything. You just want to feel satisfied. Now, a principle of intuitive eating that I think is dangerous is the aspect of challenging food rules and every food is good. And while I think no food is good nor bad. I think it's all neutral. I think some people take intuitive eating in this complete opposite direction, and they will just eat a bunch of junk food, and or a bunch of food that, again, is high in fast digesting carbohydrates, um, very sugary, lots of added sugars, and lots of high fats, and then these types of foods, they just like spike their insulin through the roof, or they aren't really doing, like, if you're having a lot of saturated fat, it's probably not doing your health a lot of good long term. They take that and they start eating all those things and not only is it really hard to actually understand your hunger when all you're eating are chocolate bars. Like chocolate's good but I don't know if you guys have had a bar of chocolate. It's not very satisfying. I could eat quite a few bars of chocolate before I felt actually satisfied and full. Maybe I'd also feel sick. That could be the case because it's so rich but those foods are designed to make you want more they're designed to be addictive. They're the perfect combination of salt, sugar, and fat, right? And they're also not what you need in a complete, holistic, nutritious diet. Your body needs minerals, needs vitamins. If you're going to intuitive eat, you need to commit to having at least two meals a day that have a solid amount of protein and vegetables and healthy carbs. And what I mean by healthy carbs are something like a sweet potato or some brown rice some slow digesting carbohydrates that aren't going to spike your insulin through the roof are going to give you sustained energy over time. It's not that white bread is bad. It's just that white bread may have some effects on your body that you don't want because you're going to keep on wanting to eat white bread even though you just had white bread. Having healthy food isn't just about looking good. It makes you feel better. When I started incorporating things like sweet potatoes into my diet, I love sweet potatoes. Absolutely love them, but I never let myself have them because I thought that they were bad for some reason because they were carbohydrate. When I started incorporating starchy carbs into my diet, when I started incorporating more fiber in my diet, when I started incorporating more cooked 
properly cooked vegetables into my diet and started incorporating more protein in my diet. I'm primarily plant-based. Um, I have fish every once in a great while, but I have a lot of plant-based proteins. When I started incorporating all that, I made sure my fats were in the correct proportions. Then I was able to start feeling more satisfied because my body was getting all of the nutrients that it needed. It wasn't starving in this one area and making me have all these weird, crazy cravings and hunger signals all the time, even though I had just ate. You can't just go in and expect to have cake all the time and not expect for there to be any consequences. And I'm not saying you can't have cake. I don't have cake or like sweets on a daily basis just because it doesn't really serve me very well. But maybe once a month I'll have some sweets uh, with my boyfriend or something. That's a special occasion. But now that I don't have them in my life all the time, I don't really crave them as much. I don't want you guys to think, and a lot of people when they start incorporating healthy foods in their diet, they think of it like, oh, woe is me. I have to include broccoli. First of all, if you don't like broccoli, don't eat broccoli. Pick something healthy that you actually enjoy eating. Don't torture yourself and eat tons of kale and broccoli. I personally like broccoli, and I like Brussels sprouts, and I love sweet potatoes. Those are like some of my favorite vegetables amongst many other vegetables, but pick something that you enjoy. Experiment a bit. It's going to take some give and take, but get excited about the fact that when you're putting these things in your body, you are taking care of your body. It's not restriction, it's self-care. It's respect for your body. It's help for your body. You're giving your body the nutrients it needs, it needs to be sustaining, to think clearly, to comprehend things in a better way, to, to live your life in a much more full way. So think of it that way. And also with intuitive eating, I think it's also really helps to have a good mindset shift and think that... This isn't this big scary thing. I know a lot of you guys, when you think of intuitive eating, when you think of giving up your calorie counting and the scale and all those things, it's really hard for you to think, I'm going to lose control and I'm going to binge out of my mind. I'm going to gain a whole bunch of weight and it's just going to be awful. First of all, I highly doubt that you will just start eating one day and you'll never stop. That's not going to happen because it's not physically possible. You will at one point stop eating. So that's an irrational fear. I'm just going to put that out there right now. Also, intuitive eating, it helped me out so much in my recovery. It helped me become in tune with my body. I know when my body's hungry and my when my body is not hungry now, which is just, I never thought I would get to this point. I never thought I'd be able to discern my hunger signals anymore. I thought I'd always have to live by calorie counting and stuff like that. And I do still calorie count occasionally, just for you guys to know. Occasionally I plug in things to chronometer, and I do that because it's very interesting for me to see what type of minerals and vitamins I'm getting. And maybe sometimes if my weight is going back up, I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I'm eating a bit too much. I didn't know. But I only plug in my calories maybe once or twice a month. I don't do it every day because I think that you can get very easily obsessed with it and go off of what the calories say versus what your body actually says. So. Intuitive eating helped me out in a lot of ways, and it helps you, it's a way of taking care of your body, and for you to understand your hunger, hunger signals again, then the only thing you're going to have to do is take this big leap of faith and start trying to eat things again in tune with your body like you did when you were a kid. You are not going to become this crazy monster who just eats all the time. You may gain weight, and if you're really scared of gaining weight, then go to my gaining weight episode or weight gain episode. Listen to that. Weight gain is not does not have anything to do with you as a person. And also, if you gain weight, it's not necessarily permanent. You can always lose weight. It's going to be okay. 
I think a lot of us with intuitive eating, what we fear most is the lack of control that we have with intuitive eating, when really we're so out of control already. Like if you're binging and purging, you're not in control. You are. You're always in control. You decide to binge and purge, but you're going to have a lot more control when you decide to let go of some of these arbitrary rules that you have built up, and intuitive eating is a really excellent way to do that. So to top this all up, overall intuitive eating, letting go of any cares about food while you are recovering, is the way to go. I think if you guys are not sure how to do intuitive eating, if you guys are struggling with the concept of intuitive eating and what you want to go into, what you don't want to go into, just go all in. Go all in on discovering your body again. Trying to be in tune with your body. Try to eat to satiety. Don't eat to the point where you are stuffed full and you have a coma. And while you're trying to do that, try to incorporate healthy foods that you enjoy alongside some foods that maybe are just joy foods, like some chocolate here and there. But try to have a well-balanced diet. Try to eat lots of whole foods, whole cooked foods, proteins that you like, vegetables that you like, fats that you like. That's really going to aid you in actually feeling physically satisfied. And it's going to help you recover because it helps your brain deal with those things. It helps your body deal with the things that are going on. For me, doing this, going all in with intuitive eating was one of the best things I could have done for my recovery because it helped me finally listen to my body again, which is something I hadn't done in years. And when you think about the idea of your future in intuitive eating, think about what intuitive eating looks like to you. I think it's such a vague term in a lot of senses because intuitive eating just meaning means literally eating intuitively. It is however you want to intuitively eat. Think about what you would do if you're intuitively eating. How would you go about picking the foods you want to do? What times would you want to eat? When do you think that would be? What do you think your life would look like? And think about what your life would look like if you weren't worried about food all the time. If you weren't worried about when you're going to get your next meal, when you can eat your next meal, when you are going to be hungry versus not, and what it would be like if you're hungry and it's not a big deal. I think something really cool that intuitive eating taught me is that hunger is not an emergency. If I feel hunger, I'm not going to binge. I used to think that. I used to think if I was hungry that I would binge, and oftentimes it would, but once I got better at managing my emotions, once I got better at dealing with the feeling of being hungry and not having all this drama with it, then it, I wasn't as scared anymore, and I would allow myself to be hungry, and it wasn't a huge emergency, and then I would eventually eat. So I hope this has been helpful for you guys. I uh, felt a little nervous doing this podcast, but... I really enjoyed it. There will be another interview going up on Saturday, so tomorrow. That is with a psychologist that I really enjoyed interviewing from the UK. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye!